When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And it... The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined on the line by Professor Seamus O'Reilly, who's an oncologist at COH and the co-chair of Cork ARC and has been on The Opinion Line before. Professor, good morning to you. Good morning. Good, good, morning. To, speak, good to speak to you again. Thank you. That's a very stark figure. Around 300,000 screenings delayed. Now, if even 10% of those came up with a positive result, that's an awful lot of cancer missed. Yes. I mean, the... When this all started, there was concern that if you disrupted a service for six months, that you would see increased cancer deaths for a decade. And and obviously, we, it's been disrupted for even longer than that, at least a year, possibly longer when you take all of the delays, COVID and the cyber attack into, uh, into account. So the, those patients, those uh, women are now back into the screening programs in, and, and also colorectal cancer, which we screened for as well has been similarly affected. So th- those programs are starting to to, to, to ratch up again, but we will lose the gains that we've made in cancer survival. The, the data from uh, the European Cancer Organization has shown that. Uh, the, the, you know, year on year, we've had improvement in cancer outcomes for breast and colorectal cancer, which are the big cancers, and cervix cancer, which are the big cancers we screen for. And uh, so we're going to lose some of the benefits with that. So the sooner the programs get back up and running, uh, the better and um, now we're seeing more COVID impact on our health service again increasing number of people in intensive care units increasing numbers in our community mm. and we're also seeing breakthrough in patients you know in healthcare staff who have been vaccinated before we were all vaccinated in, in January so we're starting to see the impact of staff shortages again now which we weren't before and mm. And I would also say that this would apply in general practice as well. I mean, they, they, you know, they have similar issues to us and are, are at least as vulnerable as we are because their staffing issues are much greater. I mean, for many of your listeners today, it's, an, it's a question of, you know, for some, it's a question of when, when they can get an appointment with their GP. But for many, it's a question of when they can get a GP. And yeah. uh, so we need, you know, having a, a fragile, our, fra- our health system is fragile and having our workforce fragile uh, uh, it, it compounds that. So I, I would hope that they would look at vaccinating of healthcare workers, all healthcare workers, including general practice and general practice staff as a priority, because I think, you know, to deal with these backlogs and to, to, have, to have the service functioning and to try and reduce the suffering of the million people that are on waiting lists at the moment we need a functioning you need people to see patients so uh, uh, and the, the less affected we are by covid the better do i take it therefore um, that you were disappointed professor to hear from the national immunization advisory committee NIAC that they were going to 
give the green light for vaccinating the over 60s, but, but they didn't uh, talk at all about revaccinating healthcare workers with a third dose. You were disappointed with that, I take it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a virologist, and I, I know that there are multiple layers of in de- these decision makings, and there's a complexity with them. And age is our biggest vulnerability in terms of COVID. And many healthcare workers will be over 60 who are, you know, who will be fall into this group. So that's wonderful. But I think, um, but I, I, I just I need to shout for my tribe, and um, I, I feel that uh, I see in our in my working practice patients. Um, being vulnerable to COVID, and I, I and so it's great that they're being on the list for boosters. But we're seeing healthcare staff who are affected by COVID and service impact, service deliveries impacted by that. And and uh, it's it, it, the other aspect I would also say is that it's important that our healthcare environment is safe for patients to come into. Mm. And if the staff are vaccinated, that transformed things in January, February of this year, um, in terms of delivery of care and safety of care in our hospitals. And I, I, I'm just concerned that our vaccination is wearing off now because we were vaccinated a long time ago and uh, and that our system, you know, we need that level of service delivery and service safety that will come with uh, with boosters for staff. Can I just go back to something you were talking about just before you I came online about about restaurants sure. and vaccination shirts sure. and that. So economic an economics paper came out um, last month and it showed that the that the, the better you control covid in, in a society the less impact it has financially on that society and when they looked at stock markets and covid related debts so the better the the society performed in terms in terms of covid protection the better the economy did and so for the restaurants and that we all need the restaurants to stay open and and for life to get back to normal again and the more adherence there is to these guidelines of vaccination certs, the, the safer it is for people to feel that they can come to restaurants, the safer it is for the re, for, for staff in the restaurants, the more people will attend, the, the better, the, the more vibrant the, the system will be and the more sustainable it will be. So these certs are, are there to protect everybody, including the staff in the restaurant, but also to protect the economy and to protect their jobs. So I would agree with the comments made that about requesting why wasn't the search asked for because if it's not asked for it means that we're we're vulnerable and it means that people are less likely to to go, to use the services it means that the that uh, the economic impact on that business is, is likely to be greater and and longer than it should be mm. so these systems are in place to protect and the, the second shout out I'd also give is that for people who are we, we're still seeing people coming who need chemotherapy who haven't been vaccinated um, who are newly diagnosed with cancer. And I would encourage people who are listening today who haven't been vaccinated to think and reflect, is this a good idea? I'm conscious that in, when people go on social media, a lot of the times they're going down a track of, of, uh, of an algorithm uh. Uh, which reinforces the, whatever belief they started off with. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we, can, we can all become victims of that, of that, being, of that boxed in uh uh, algorithms yeah. that reinforce what you, we you'll find what you want to find is what it you find me. what you want to find you associate with people who are who are like you but we're still seeing tremendous suffering in our community as a result of COVID-19 if people aren't vaccinated they protect themselves and they protect others by by being vaccinated mm. and uh, they protect their family they protect they protect society so mm. I would encourage those who are sitting on the fence uh, the services are there to get vaccinated it's free of charge 
uh, it has transformed our society uh, in the last um, six months <laughs> and uh, and will keep us safe and you know because yeah. it's going to be another two or three years of uh, where covid is, uh, impacts yeah. things global vaccination won't complete till 2023 you made the point of the fragility of the health service and can you imagine how fragile and how much trouble we'd be in now if we didn't have the level of vaccination that we do have and thank, enormous thank yeah just to Put something to you that's come in on the phone, uh, Professor. Uh, someone that a listener looks after, a friend of hers, was due for a breast check last year. Yes. But was told she'd be called October 21. The call never came. She then contacted them and they said they'd get back to her. They said it was too late now because she'd reached 70. Should she be worried about that? She is worried and so is the person who called us. I, I mean, the, the guidelines are for breast check to stop at 70 and it may be that someone could, uh, you know, that her GP, uh, she could laser with her GP and maybe contact the local breast service to get a final mammogram done. I mean, that would be my feeling uh, about it, listening to the conversation today. I think there would be security in having that final mammogram performed. Yeah. That would be my that would be yeah. my feeling. People who would, have you know, aged, who would have aged out, if you want, of yes. breast check, they, they, they would be very concerned. And I think there'd be a lot of people, yeah. lastly, Professor, who would be concerned, who were waiting for scans and waiting totally. for tests. And could you address those for, for a moment? You are and your staff are doing your level best to catch up, are you not? Yes, because they, 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 if you, you have to have a catch-up because if you don't have a catch-up... Uh, the impact of all that's gone on for the last 18 months will will continue and get worse. So unless you have a catch-up strategy, then you're, you know, the, the, the worsened outcome, cancer outcomes that occur, uh, that will have occurred because of the delays will will, will perpetuate. So you need a catch-up strategy. But yes, every, everybody is. We're very conscious of this. And that's why it's important for COVID to remain suppressed in our, in our society. I mean, I know that people have talked about the fact that our ICU capacity is still distilled capacity in our ICU system, but there's a huge opportunity cost to the volume of of, uh, of COVID illness in our ICUs. Each ICU bed requires nine nurses to staff, you know, nine specialist nurses, highly trained, and those are, you know, when you when you divert one service to uh, um, uh, to COVID, um, then you take from other services like elective cancer surgery, like hip operations, like cataract surgeries, etc. So the more we can control COVID in our society, the more people that are vaccinated, the less COVID will have an impact on our health service and the better we'll be able to catch up with this, with all of the of the disruption that has occurred in the last 18 months. And I, I think that there's an awful lot of suffering out there with, uh, with people on waiting lists and hip replacements and cataract operations that have been deferred or delayed. So the, the, um, the more we control COVID in the community by adhering to these guidelines that we have in terms of certificates, et cetera, and vaccination, uh, the, the better it will be for our communities. All right. Greatly appreciate you, as always, giving time to the opinion line. Professor Seamus O'Reilly, oncologist at CUH.